everybody. Jonathan Dorr with you once again. Welcome aboard to the Supply Side Podcast. Another short episode. I want to keep these punchy and short. Why? Because the single greatest commodity on this planet we share is time. One of the interesting things about gold and gold standards is that the extraction of gold from the earth is a function of time. You look at Gilder's work. I've been going through George Gilder's recent book, The 21st Century Case for Gold. And he really goes deep on how one of the things that makes gold so important for those of us who are interested in classical economics is that no matter how much extra technology or capex we put into the extraction of gold, it still comes out at a growth of roughly 2% a year. So gold's interesting because it's a function of time. And your time is precious. So we're going to do these short episodes in between having guests on. And today I want to share with you something I came across. It's a 2001 study by the Bank of England. And it's called The Costs of Banking System Instability. Now I know 2001 is a while ago, but it's really quite a prescient document. And when you look at some of the key points in it, it's fascinating. One of the things it talks about is, since 1945, once Bretton Woods came into effect there was only one banking crisis from the institution of Bretton Woods right through till the US closed the gold window in 71. So it's interesting, in that sort of quarter century from 1945, one banking crisis. Now, you ready for this? You ready for the hook? It's this. Since then, there've been 19. (laughs) So there's one in the quarter century between 1945 through to 71. When the the U.S. dollars pegged to gold and the rest of the world's pegged to the U.S. dollar and it all seemed to tick along relative, there were challenges, it wasn't totally perfect, no, no system ever is. Churchill's famous quote, capitalism is the worst system ever invented, except for every other one that's ever been tried. So, don't you find that interesting, that <laughs> the masters of the universe, the, uh, the 1500 PhDs at the Fed, managed to give us, well, not just them, but... The system that came into place since uh, Bretton Woods and since the centrality of gold was removed from the system, we've had 19 banking crises as opposed to just banking, sorry, banking crises as opposed to just one before that in that time frame. So I want to give you a quote here from Richard Duncan, his seminal book, The Dollar Crisis. If you haven't read it, it's really worth a read. It's it's really the a tour de force of current account crises and the sheer amount of excess reserves flooding the global system and the implications. But listen to what he says here. He says, the the linkages between capital inflows, accelerating credit expansion, the development of asset price bubbles, followed by systemic banking crises, is so obvious that the burden of proof should be on anyone who would argue otherwise. I like that. The linkages between these vast sums of capital inflows around the world as that U.S. trade deficit gets bigger and bigger and trillions of U.S. dollars wash around the planet and then have to find a home. He's making the point that the linkages between this credit expansion and asset price bubbles, really, if people can't see that, then it's up to them to prove what we're missing. Another important thing is that this banking instability... I came across some interesting data here. 
on the cost of these bailouts. So when governments have to bail out their own, you know, bank depositors, right? So all those, all the people with money in the bank who bank falls over and the government, uh, we're not prepared to let the bank fall over. So we, the government pledges to give everybody their money back or a significant portion of it. Of course, we've got the FDIC in the US and we've got multiple variants around the world in both developed and emerging markets. But listen to this data here. For some countries, when a banking crisis hits, they spend, at the top end, 55% of GDP to bail out their banks or to give the depositors some money back. And the average for the banking crises, the last 19 banking crises, the average that a country spends on repaying depositors due to bank instability is 16% of GDP and you'll find those figures and charts in Duncan's the dollar crisis and that's fascinating that the too big to fail mentality the system that we've created since we've gone off a classical gold standard creates this constant instability in the financial system and then governments basically won't let it fall they won't obviously they, they want to get elected they want to get voted back in so they're not prepared to let the system fall over they're not prepared to let people lose money one commentator said well, what if we did right then if we did and people lost money what happens all sorts of terrible things bank runs and deflation all sorts of stuff but ultimately consumers start to get really fixated on the solidity of their banks it's called free markets. If you're if you got a family and you got fifty thousand to put somewhere, you're gonna to start to get really curious about your bank, right? Because if there's no safety net, if there's no promise that you're gonna be bailed out if they fall over, you're gonna start getting really interested in where your money goes. And I wonder if people maybe those at the top of the game don't want people to get curious like that. Maybe this if we keep pre- preventing these collapses and fallovers, then the system continues all right last thing duncan says this direct quote as long as the world continues to be flooded with dollar liquidity spun off from american trade deficits new rounds of asset price bubbles must be anticipated new rounds of asset price bubbles i don't know friend you've been paying attention (laughs) have you seen tesla have you seen just the global equities markets have you seen i'm here in australia real estate is at its highest ever ever now a huge part of the population is unemployed so who's buying these houses well we've got a massive public sector that's growing rapidly whose wages have not only been guaranteed but increased so someone's buying distressed assets, so we're back in that realm of uh, wealth transfer, right? People that lost their businesses and jobs and companies, they lose their assets, and we see that wealth transfer effect kicking in. But it was interesting, the governor of our Reserve Bank here in Australia just this week said, nothing to see here, friends, no asset price bubbles on this watch. I'm there going, really? I don't know, I don't know, we're in the era of GameStop and reddit shorters and all sorts of stuff so friends that's all i want to say share with you today one banking crisis from 1945 to 1971 and 19 cents so far and that's only to 2000 we're not even factoring in the global financial crisis 2008 
I don't think this data even picked up uh, banking instability at the end of the dot-com bubble, let alone where we might be now. Interesting times, huh? It's going to make a great historical study when we look back on all of this. All right, that's it from me. Let's stay vigilant. Let's be aware that uh, economies and cultures and social fabric flourishes on the supply side where good men and women produce great goods and services that people actually want, where government keeps its prodigious snout out of people's business as much as humanly possible. Best I can tell, good things seem to happen when that happens. All right, you can find me at supplysidepartners.com. You can email me at jonathan at supplysidepartners.com. You won't find me on social media because I think it's basically evil and it's just so enormous and rapacious uh, that it's eating the world and I've decided to step out of it. So the best you can do if you like what you're hearing is to subscribe to the podcast. If you're on Twitter, post this uh, link, uh, hashtag at Fintwit. And I could do with your help to get it out there. So God bless your friends. My name is Jonathan Doyle. This has been the Supply Side Podcast. And I'll have another message for you very soon.